T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, hour number two of the Hurricane Hotline. Welcome back, everybody. Joe Zagacki, Danny Garcia is our producer. Don Bailey is taking the rest of the night off after a busy day introducing uh, University of Miami new head football coach Mario Cristobal. Joining us now, University of Miami women's basketball coach Katie Meyer. Hurricanes are 6-3 and three overall, and two of the three losses have been to top 10 teams uh, in games that have gone right down to the final minute. Coach Meyer is with us. Katie, good evening. How are you? I'm great. How are you holding up? You had a heck of a day, huh? <laughs> yeah, we sure did. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of today's press conference? And Coach Cristobal comes back, and he's fired up. Oh, yeah. Wow, his intensity. You, you know me well enough to know that grabbed me. I thought he did a fantastic job of being very personal, uh, very emotional, um, but also just extremely intense and focused. So uh, he, hit, he struck every chord. I think I think he's going to be great. You know, I have asked you this before, but maybe you can explain this. He comes back to this program, but he comes to this program as an experienced head coach. He's had two jobs at, at FIU at Oregon as a head coach. When you came to the University of Miami, you had experience as a head coach. What kind of yeah. impact or, or how important is that for him? This is a big job, big program. How important is that experience to him taking it over, especially considering where we are today in, in college athletics? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I'm so glad that I had my experience at Charlotte, which was in a great conference. There's a ton of competition, a ton of great basketball in the old conference USA, but I made a lot of mistakes. You know, I did. And um, it, it was when you get to this level, um, you absolutely can't doubt yourself, right? You, you got to make a thousand decisions a day. You remember about two of them and you have to defend them, support them and sell them, you know, and then the next day you have to answer to your decision. So it's a hot seat and, and, and nobody, you can't blink and you certainly can't not be sure of your own decisions, your own self, like who you are. You walk in your shoes. Your players need to see your confidence. Your coaching staff needs to see your confidence. Everybody needs to know that you know who you are. And I think that – I mean, I just couldn't believe how strong he was today just in his own skin. This is his place. He knows it. He's going to walk the walk. You don't have to worry about him. He's just going to take care of everything else. And so I thought that was just incredibly impressive. Katie Meyer is our guest. Went two and zero during the Miami Holiday Classic, beat Tulane seventy to sixty three and UAPB seventy eight sixty five. Both those teams could be postseason teams that you just defeated. Yeah, this last ten days, um, 
we've, in in my opinion, I think all five teams that we just played are, are NCAA teams. I think Tulane will absolutely be an NCAA team. Arkansas Pine Bluff will win their conference in a run out. I don't think anyone will challenge them. I, I just couldn't believe how good they were. And then, you know, Washington State, Indiana, Maryland. I mean, it's it's been a heck of a 10-day stretch. And um, it, But we have gotten so much better. And, I mean, nobody wants losses around here. But you really didn't know exactly how we would match up to a top-five opponent when we have seven new players and two new coaches and four new staff. I mean, there's just a lot of new. And we just looked very veteran. And we have been playing some incredibly poised basketball in the fourth quarter, um, which has been – almost a little bit shocking to me because we're all still trying to get to know each other, but um, it's been a lot of fun. And I, I love a tough schedule because I think it just forces you to grow up and, and we're growing up real quick. Uh, we talked about this last week. You took Indiana to the wire, but then you went and you played Maryland and that went to the wire as well. Uh, do you find these types of games intoxicating? I do. I love it. I mean, we're tied with, I think a minute, a minute and a half to go at Maryland in front of a big crowd and, a team that's, you know, those Indiana and Maryland are both mentioned in the Final Four. I mean, there's no question in preseason those are two teams that people are picking to be Final Four opponents. And we're on the road in both games and um, just toe-to-toe, not backing down, having incredibly, you know, the what is revealed, you know, to you as a coach, what is revealed, um, you know, you see it in practice, but then when someone just elevates their game in those moments, Kelsey Marshall, we're getting unbelievable players, Julia Williams. I mean, it's just to see it. Like I I literally was so pleased in certain moments to see Carla Arievich just hit a huge couple of threes, like silence in the crowd. So that's what you do. I mean, those were just incredible, incredible competitive games. Um, The last five games have been that way and um, it's been a lot of fun. You mentioned Marshall and Williams. Marshall, Kelsey Marshall recorded her fourth double-digit game in a row with 19 points. Williams, 14 points, seven assists, six steals, five rebounds. Uh, my goodness gracious, that's filling up the stat sheet. Yeah, we we are um, <clears throat> we were a little bit woeful on the offensive end to start the season, but our defense was absolutely beyond question. You know, one of those old Miami teams, one of those you know, early Katie Meyer teams that were just, you know, not surrendering an inch of the court and, and we're back to that on the defensive end. And so I just, it was very hard to be patient as the team got some chemistry, but um, I think we've got our lineup figured out. I think we're really sharing the ball. Our assist numbers are, you know, we had over 20 assists yesterday. So we're finally getting the offensive kind of um, intention. Uh, We're playing with intention versus just like running plays. And uh, it's made a huge difference. Uh, Duke is knocking on the door, which we'll get to that in a moment. But prior to that, on Sunday, you have Robert Morris at home. Uh, what's the challenge in that one? Well, you know, we're we're really banged up. I don't even know how many players I'll have available for that game. Um, you know, we have to regroup. Um, they're in finals. Um, so it, it's going to be a heck of a challenge, but I think it's a real opportunity for us to – figure out a few final pieces of the puzzle before we, we play ACC game. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Duke is uh, the first ACC game, December 19th. Do you like playing a conference game that early? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's happening. So who cares about my opinion, right? Like, yeah. there it is, uh, December 19th, which happens to be my birthday. Uh, oh. We're playing Duke, and uh, that's fine. Like, that's the game. So 
but it's not like we haven't had incredible challenges in our non-conference schedule already that that's some big gold star on that one particular game. I mean, that's why I love to see the early challenges because that game is, that's our game that we play on December 19th and we're going to lace them up and we're going to try to, you know, uh, hit him first, like just get after it. I, I love this team. I love our intensity, and nobody scares us. And uh, we're really, really tough. So, so you were nearly a Christmas baby. You, you, you're one of those that gets presents before and <laughs> no, and I didn't on. know presents. No, no, no. 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 I, I got seven brothers and sisters. I mean, everybody <laughs> has their day, and then it's my birthday. Nobody has any money. They already spent all their Christmas money, so they're like, "Happy birthday!" So you know, week it's Christmas. So yeah, I, I, I think I think those Christmas babies get kind of. Kind of gypped a little bit. Okay, all right. I side with you on that. Um, what do you think? What, what, what do you think the ACC is going to look like this year? And um, did you have as much of the transfer situation as they did on the men's side? You know, some of the men's team, you don't even yeah. you know recognize who they are. Well, what was so interesting? So we were in the Bahamas. We had. Stanford, the national champ, was in the tournament. NC State, who is the final four pick, I told you, Maryland, Indiana. I mean, the, the, the tournament was – South Florida's doing a heck of a job this year. So the tournament's loaded. And I'm sitting there looking at these teams. Well, what's happened um, – you know, freshmen aren't getting a lot of playing time across the country, right? Everybody returned who they wanted to return. Then they hit the transfer portal and got any, any changes and upgrades or whatever, however you want to say it. And I'm sitting there watching us play Indiana. I had four freshmen on the court at one time. Um, and I'm sitting there with a smile on my face, and people were looking at me. I was like, look at this. Like, we are holding serve right now, end of the half. Uh, we had all sorts of foul trouble. We're ending the half. So I grabbed my freshman after the tournament, and I said, you know, with all those great teams that we saw, you know, there was 24-year-old people playing against my 17-year-olds. I said, in all those great teams, because we were able to watch all the games, which was great because it was all in that same resort. So did you see any freshmen really stand out? And they said, no. I said, Miami's freshmen did. So it really gave us a lot of confidence because with all the transfer portal and everything, I think that what's missing is freshmen aren't getting on the court. Um, they're just, they're, there's so many limited opportunities. And to see Leah Williams and Jasmine Roberts and Lachey Dwyer just getting out there and not only getting on the court, but like hitting huge buckets um, I think it's a decision we made, and I think it's going to really pay off for us. As you go forward, and you got to go scout high school players, but do you also assign uh, time to scouting whoever might be in the transfer portal? Well, that's it's it's kind of weird because you're you're it used to be a little bit taboo to do that to be like right. looking at things, but like. Sorry, that's I don't make the rules, but you tell me the rules, and I'm gonna figure out how to win them. You know, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna color outside the lines. I'm gonna be very ethical. But if the rules are um, that you know people are reaching out and and saying you know I, I, I'm 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 leaving this school and I'm interested in your program, um, you know that's that's there's been a big shift in in intercollegiate athletics across the board. There's been a lot of significant legislative decisions that have really changed the landscape of the entire intercollegiate athletics model. And I think we're seeing it play out live in front of us. And that's why I thought today was such an important day that uh, we recognize that. And we, we had to make some bold moves at the university to, to make sure that um, we can stay on top. Yeah, I feel like uh, intercollegiate athletics, the world is spinning at such a fast rate that uh, I've said this about 10 times in the last two days, uh, 
what it looked like 18 months ago. It doesn't look like it now and not even close to what it looked like 18 years ago. And who knows what it's going to look like 18 months from now. Right. And it's really hard to explain to somebody like, you know, your brothers and sisters or your mom and dad that have been just athletics fans all along. And they said, we don't understand. We don't understand. I'm like, listen, we don't really understand either, but every day there's a new ruling and you have to be right on top of it. You have to be absolutely on the cusp of it and be very, very anticipatory in the decisions that you're making. You know, if this happens, we need to be ready. If this happens, this is an opportunity for us. You know, you can't cry in your soup, but these are the rules. Okay, what's changing? All right, I'm on top of it. Let's go. My staff and I are being very aggressive, and, and that's just the nature of the landscape. So, you know, you can't – there's nothing to do except see it, know it, uh, research it, and be have a plan and be very, very organized and be ready to strike when, when, you, when you have an opportunity. I know I'm drifting off topic just a little bit, but you're so good at all this stuff, and we use the term student-athlete, and I'm not sure – how much longer that's that's going to stand up? Because uh, I think they got to figure out what to do with this NIL, and the NIL might come down to nationwide. Your your NIL is the jersey or the uniform that you're wearing. Well, yeah, but I will tell you what. Just going back to your previous, as long as as long as in my program, it will always be about the student. Now, there's no question that my hundred percent graduation rate is the absolute thing I'm most proud of because. I'm, I'm saying to the world, you can do it at the highest level and you can still absolutely commit to that model. Um, but the name, image, and likeness, the Alston case with the extra money for academic performance, th- those couple things um, really changed the recruiting landscape. It really, cha- you know, it's about retaining now. now. It used to just be about recruitment. Now it's about retention. And you have to have a plan for each individual student-athlete that the University of Miami, where they currently are, is their best option. And and even in women's basketball, at this point, with the name, image, and likeness and some of the, the new rules, um, you know, it, the nutrition, the sports science, the way we take care of our athletes, all of those things, that's the entire university, the athletic department's job is to retain our top talent after we get them here because we need to prove to them that you are better off being at the University of Miami than anywhere else in the world. And that is our job. And that is part of the the model that has shifted. And um, it's just going to make us better as an athletic department. Yeah. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to uh, uh, discuss what the future is going to bring uh, to college athletics. Kelsey Marshall, meanwhile, is three-pointer, three, three-pointers yeah. away from – Becoming the all-time three-point leader in Miami women's basketball history. How about that? She's going to pass Raquana yeah. Williams. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. And uh, it's, uh, I have so much love for Bebe, Raquana Williams. And, and I just really didn't know anyone would ever even touch that record. But Kelsey's very prolific. And I cannot be more proud of what Kelsey, how she has shifted her game. Um, what is, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, Kelsey, just whatever's required, you need to do it. She wanted to be a three-point shooter. She's been a three-point shooter, but that's the last thing I'm saying about her right now. She is being a leader. She is playing the point guard. I shifted to the four. So this record is something in the back of her mind, I'm sure, but it doesn't define her now because I, she is just hitting pull-ups. She's hitting, is taking it to the rack really hard, getting some tough finishes, tough twos. So um, I'm glad she's going to get it. I hope you know, I'll celebrate with her, but it will not be what defines her because she has absolutely transformed her game because of the need that we have for her this year. I should mention uh, your schedule coming up. Uh, Robert Morris again, that's Sunday. 
at the Wasco Center, then Duke, then North Florida. Uh, that game is December 21st at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then and then the marathon starts. All ACC games go. starting on January the 2nd. Uh, you'll start 2022 in Charlottesville against Virginia. So we'll have time to talk about that. Um, yep. But uh, it will be very, very challenging because this conference is unforgiving. Oh, it is, and and it, it, the way the schedule played out, we literally do not have a bye. We are every Thursday, every Sunday, every Thursday, every Sunday, you know, through January, through February, a little bit into March. So I've never had a schedule like that. I never had it just, you know, never have like okay, you got two days off or three days off here. It's 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 straight through, and um, so we're gonna have to really rely on our depth. And uh, I, you know, if a game is winnable, we need to win it. Period. There's nothing else to talk about. If it's if it's winnable, you need to win it. And if you get if you get those wins, you're gonna be just fine. And if you come on the short end, you can you really have a lot of you have a longer road uh, ahead of you. But um, you know, we're prepared. We are really putting ourselves in a position so late game execution will be something that we we will uh, grab those opportunities and win them. Has this felt like a more normal season compared to last year? <laughs> well, last anything. year I don't even remember. I think I have amnesia. I'm just like, oh my goodness, what happened? But um, I, I it, it has been very, very challenging the way our schedule laid out. So um, we we uh, you know my my team was just absolutely exhausted in the fourth quarter yesterday. We played our worst. It just kind of just could I just couldn't get their attention. And then and then I then I looked back at the schedule and I said, oh my goodness, like. I'm glad we got through that game healthy and, and won because that was a trap game for us for sure. So um, there is some management going on in terms of that, that, that the bodies and the recovery and all that, but that's why I'm so proud of um, this university and how we, how much attention we spend on nutrition and uh, sports science and, and sports med. But it's nice to have fans back, right? Oh yeah. That's been great. It's right. been, it's been a lot of fun and it's fun like game days. And I mean, it was really um, you know, I felt so responsible for all of the energy in the arena last year. Like, I just felt like I had to be the, the complete energy. Um, the players were a little bit flat. There were no fans. The, the, you know, there was a lot of unknowns. Um, this year, I think the bench is more energized. The fans are getting enough energy. It's nice to have the band there. I mean, it's just a completely different experience. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, even, uh, even I, you know, I think, you know, fans are kind of, they're coming back. It's not where we were, but what we have this year is a lot better than we had last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy for the fans too, because their interaction and, and, you know, our team, one thing I'm awful proud of, of my program is how accessible we are. I know I, 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 and it was very, very hard last year to be so separate and withdrawn because we we're going to hug you. We're going to welcome you. We're going to say, come on in, come back to the locker room. You know, we're going to celebrate our fans. Some of them are elderly, and which is so great to see them again and, and to, you know, just face-to-face. So, um, you know, in in the big business of college athletics, it's still all about those relationships and, and the, just that just that exchange between your student-athletes and people that they can consider mentors and just getting that support. It's, it's really, My players are just so much more happier. They're just lighter this year. And before I let you go, a quick uh, macro view of women's college basketball. South Carolina's at the top, probably no surprise. 9-0, UConn, North Carolina State, depending on which poll you look at, 1-2, 1-3. Stanford, Louisville, Baylor, uh, the two teams you played, Maryland and Indiana, uh, yeah. both inside the top okay. 10. 
Go ahead and do that list again. And like, NC State, yeah, we got to play that Louisville. Yes, we, we play that. Yeah, I mean, that's five of the top eight that are on our schedule this year. So, um, you know, I, I, whatever the rankings are, I know that we better lace them up every night and be ready to just, you know, hold serve and, and, and grab wins when we can find them. There's no question. All right. As always, it's a great pleasure to have you with us on another uh, monumental day at the University of Miami. Uh, large investment toward football. When football's good at Miami, it's it's great for everybody else, right? Oh yeah, you know I'm I, I have no I I I am not that women's basketball coach that says, hey, wait a minute, what about me? I'm like, let's go football, let's go. Right. You know, I understand it. I knew that coming here. I understand what it means to the university, and um, I'm a huge football fan myself, and I'm just ready to to see the new era. Okay, well, best of luck on Sunday. And by the way, it was good to see you today also. Yeah, great to see you too. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you. So uh, uh, congrats on the start and best of luck on Sunday. Thanks, Joe. Okay, take good care, night. Coach. All right, that's uh, Katie Meyer joining us. Before we go, let me talk to you momentarily here about Ed Williamson, Williamson Buick GMC. If you have not seen some of the new GMCs at Williamson, well, here is what you have been missing. You can choose from the GMC Yukon, which has been coined as the boldest, most impressive Yukon ever, or the GMC Sierra, which has made top-level engineering and capability the new rule. Then there's the 2022 GMC Canyon with its powerful and innovative features that are engineered and built for all of your adventures to come. So don't miss out any longer. It's the holidays. Stop by Williamson Buick GMC. See Ed Williamson, his lovely wife, Carol. Their state-of-the-art facility is very easy to find. It is at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway. State-of-the-art facility. It is magnificent. You can check them out online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. Williamson Buick GMC, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami. Thanks to Mario Cristobal, Katie Meyer, Rudy Fernandez for joining us, Don Bailey Jr. and Josh Darrow and our producer, Danny Garcia. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 